I, and I do try to be careful about the way that I present myself and the plant and the information. Like I'm not wearing a bikini, smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> Those things somehow don't yeah. get flagged. <laughs> right. That's okay, actually. <laughs> oh, but uh, I was I was talking to a friend the other day. I thought it was so interesting that some of my content got in. I got like you know a slap on the wrist from from Instagram for sharing a story about the FBI changing their hiring policies mm. around cannabis. No, that's true. And I was like, but I, I got that story <laughs> from the FBI. <laughs> this is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host, Lit. And I'm your host, Lucid. And we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week, we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back, consume your favorite cannabis products, and get cozy, cozy in the, the lit and lucid, lucid lifestyle. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. You guys, we are halfway through the show, just cruising right along. Time sure flies when you're having fun, and we've had a lot of amazing guests on this season. And today, we have another special guest. We have Brooke Bergstaller. She is joining us as a cannabis creative actress and founder of Budding Mind. Budding Mind is an online platform designated to expand the mind and heart through the exploration of plant medicine, alternative healing, science, and spirituality. She is also the star of Big Mike's Marijuana Morning Show, and we are excited to have you join us today, Brooke. Um, everything you're all about is stuff that we are really passionate about here at the podcast, so excited to have you here to chat a little bit more. Welcome. Right on. Well, thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Jared. Quite an introduction. Uh -huh. And you crushed the last name, so thank you. <laughs> thanks for that. I love it. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, thanks for being on the show today, and we're stoked to learn more about who you are and kind of what you've been up to lately. But we always have to start our show with the one simple question. How did your journey with cannabis start? Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I'll start from like the origin, the first time I got high, just because it's a funny story that I don't ever tire of telling. Um, the first time I got high, I snuck out of my friend's house in high school. We were, oh, we were such bad kids. We hung out with the older boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I smoked out of my first bong in like a fluffy beanbag chair at Joey, whose last name I forget's house in Arizona and I made out with him and I remember like my senses just being like flooding just overwhelmed and I was having a dialogue with myself as I'm kissing this older boy like his tongue feels like a tail's whale like I don't think I like this <laughs> but I think I love like this feeling this feeling of cannabis and uh you know from there on out I had a devoted relationship to her and I have been an actress and comedian and, and host many things um, throughout my life and ultimately moved out to Los Angeles in pursuit of those great dreams. And while I was here, it was right on the tail of medical legalization, mm -hmm. um, which was totally exciting for me to <laughs> move to a state where I could participate in this culture. And then, you know, I just started penetrating deeper and deeper layers within that and eventually found myself creating cannabis content. 
Yeah. And that's where I am today. I've worked with some amazing publications <laughs> in the cannabis space, Mary Jane and Civilized and now Advanced Nutrients. And um, just happy to be here. <laughs> Couldn't it be more fun to <laughs> work in weed. That's very cool. Civilized is awesome. We just had them on our podcast last week. So very cool. I saw that. Yeah. yeah Terry that's was amazing. Fun. Yeah, they're doing a lot of cool stuff and just kind of, uh, I mean, Weed's always changing, so there's always something you could be doing. And I mean, you know that probably better than anybody with you know the talk show and and your morning show and everything you're doing of just news. And there's always something new to cover in cannabis, which is fun. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think, uh, yeah. So you guys mentioned I do a uh, daily cannabis news show that's actually called World of Weed. You can find it on YouTube and Instagram. And every day I'm scouring for stories. And my first thought is like, there's no way there's anything else. I've covered it all. <laughs> and then I spend five minutes on the internet and I'm like, holy smokes, there's another new study or this person came out with a cannabis line or this state legalized. Um, so it's, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> that was one of least. our questions for you because we were, you know, looking at your Instagram and all the things that you cover. And we were just like wondering, like, where do you come up with all these topics? How do you keep it all straight and, you know, find more information? So you hit the nail on the head right there with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I have like, there's a lot of incredible sources out there in the world and um, a lot of other people that are also generating cannabis news. So it's very fun to be a part of the mix. Very sure. cool. Well, I know that health and wellness is also a big focus for you. That's kind of, you know, how budding minds started. Uh, we're also really conscious cannabis consumers ourselves. I'm a yogi. I saw that you teach yoga as well. Uh, we do cannabis yoga and meditation. Um, so tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you incorporate cannabis into your health and wellness routine. Oh my goddess. Well, so excited that she's a yogi. <laughs> so I... Really, like my my path of wellness all really started wellness, spirituality, self-development, all of those subjects really intertwined for me. And my brother, my older brother, Taylor, passed away when I was 14. Oh, and that really that. set me off on this. Thank you. Um, but set me off on on quite the path of like, what what is this life? And if it's so precious, how do I tend to it? And um you know, started with like 14 year old book reading books on like Buddha and Wicca. And I'm like, am I, am I a baby witch? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how we all then, start into like spirituality though? Exactly. <laughs> In the Barnes and Noble spirituality section. Right, like, where's the Ouija board here? I'm trying to heal myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, that, that really, it's just, you know, I'm one big onion and I'm all about peeling back those layers as time goes on and finding more and more tools in my toolbox for that healing and cannabis and plant medicines are a huge part of that picture for me. And um, I, I bow to these entities and to so many plant consciousnesses that have given me a greater awareness and uh, ability to live in joy. Not that every day is easy. You know, but yep. it's great to lean on those tools. And the more you have, the better. I think so. Yeah. Which I think is that, why I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think that's why um, kind of a journey into health and wellness is, is so fun in a way because, and that's almost why it's almost set up perfectly to uh, to kind of share it with others because it is a journey. Like you just said, you're, you're constantly peeling back layers of the onion. You're constantly being introduced to new techniques or tools or, or ways of viewing the world. And 
And, and it's kind of funny. I feel like that's why I mentioned the pizza at the beginning of like, that's where we all start. I do think there's a kind of a, a very common place where most of us start. And I think there's kind of this common thread of this journey that most people take when they get into health and wellness. Most people do think of like, what is health and wellness? Is that like drinking like green tea and, and eating my healthy, <laughs> hearty, you know, amount of fruits and veggies. But I think it really encompasses a lot more than just uh, physical health. There's like mental health and spirituality and uh, a lot of stuff that kind of goes into this whole mix. So um, yeah. tell us kind of with budding minds, you know, what are some of the, the favorite, your favorite topics to kind of cover and what are your kind of staples to, to kind of discuss on there? Well, I would say, like so many other people, and obviously I'm in the cannabis space, but ooh, is your girl on a plant medicine kick? <laughs> I am wildly curious about what the future holds for all of these things that I grew up afraid of. Um, I'm a child of a D.A.R.E. program. Even thinking about, I realized the other day, <laughs> I'm just going to tell the story. Uh, my fiance and I went to Egypt and someone was like, you guys should take drugs to Egypt. And I was like, no way. No way am I doing that. That's what I thought we agreed to. And then when we finally got to Egypt, <laughs> Jimmy was like, by the way, <laughs> if you want to do mushrooms in Egypt, we're good to go. <laughs> um, I was so grateful he didn't tell me because I still have the that deep, like, deep fear around um, being transparent in some ways about my usage of these things while also like celebrating them so deeply. It's, yep. it's a weird, a weird mix, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm an absolute advocate for people having their own relationship with these things at the very least not being against them. And that goes for cannabis too. I think whether or not you are a consumer of these things, um, your point of view is a political statement. And so, you know, maybe you don't engage, but supporting other people the way that they choose to live, I think is, is really important. And so that's that's a lot about what I'm passionate about on Budding Mind. I also have a podcast where I just interviewed Adam Bramlage, who is a microdosing coach. Like, uh -huh. what is this world? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so cool. But yeah, a yogi at heart. I'm just all about spreading goodness, spreading awareness and education and maybe contributing to a smile on a stranger's face every once in a while. Uh, that's fun. That's that. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And it looks like there's a wealth of information on at least your Instagram that we saw. So definitely keep doing that. Very cool. Um, but then you're Thanks. also uh, the co the host of Big Mike's show. So for those who don't yeah. know Big Mike, like tell us who he is and then a little bit more about that show. <laughs> Big Mike is such a G. He's like an absolute legend in the cannabis space. And I'm so fortunate to be able to even know him, much less work with him. Um, he started as a grower himself and then developed one of the most successful, if not the most successful cannabis nutrients program called Advanced Nutrients. And they have a myriad of different things for like the, the real grower, you know, like the, the guy who really knows what he's doing. <laughs> They also have like they have a new line of, of a product that I'm super excited about. That's the home grow starter kit. That's all about incorporating the average backyard grower into the scene as well. So I worked on a show with him long ago called The Next Marijuana Millionaire. TBD mm, on that release date. I know. I know. So it didn't air, right? It, did it was not supposed air. to air. <laughs> 
That's correct. There is potentially a you know, still still something going on there. <laughs> but I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> I had a friend that was on that show. Uh, Lauren. No way, who? Lauren with Kush Cards. Shut up. Mm. Oh my God, she's in Colorado. Yeah, she's in Denver, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Tell her I say hi. I love her. Mm-hmm. I loved everyone. The cast was incredible. Yeah, that's so cool you were <laughs> so- on that show. I saw that and I was like, oh, Lauren was on there. But we were all excited <laughs> yeah. for it to air. We were like waiting for it and then they like cut it right at the end. Yeah, Hollywood, babe. <laughs> Who knows what's happening? <laughs> but in any case, I've been fortunate enough to continue making content for the brand uh, on my cannabis new show, World of Weed. And that's a show that I, I host, I write, and I produce. And I work with a team of editors and we make little nuggets of cannabis content. But I'm curious if you, this is something you guys experience, but there is like there is censorship when it comes to cannabis content. And that is a hard pill to swallow sometimes when you put so much energy and creativity into something. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, wait, the platform I wanted to express myself on (laughs) thinks this is illegal. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys host your show on YouTube or where, like on the website or where? Yeah, well, it's on YouTube and it's on Instagram, but it's definitely gotten flagged before. Uh, Can't run any ads, nothing like that. Fortunately, Budding Mind has gotten away with a lot. I think I like a skirt around (laughs) too much excessive uh, cannabis content, but I know plenty of friends who have had their brands, their businesses just ripped out from under them with no explanation and and no communication from a lot of these platforms. Um, And TikTok, you know, would love to be a cannabis TikTok gal, but man, they won't allow anything. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok looks rough. We haven't even dove into it because it just looks terrible, but maybe you could get on Tumblr now with Civilized. Oh, yeah. So, I, yeah, totally check that out. It's so interesting. Oh, my gosh. I wish I was a Tumblr girl from the past. I Doesn't feel like a totally organic pivot. <laughs> That's what I told Terry. I was like, Tumblr from like back in MySpace like Tumblr, days, Tumblr? like that Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're bringing it back, baby. It's, it's going to make a comeback, I think. I hope, you know. But yeah, I think you're right. Censorship is a problem. And it's really not something that we talk about enough on our podcast, but it's a problem. We actually. For our podcast, we have some videos up that we, it was like two years ago, I feel like is the last video we made and Instagram came around like last week and was like, we flagged your account and we're removing all this stuff and place age restrictions. And we're like, we haven't even logged on in like two years. What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? What? And so they did that. And then yeah. we still have stuff from like, uh, we run like a marketing agency too. So some stuff from like clients from like two years ago is finally getting flagged on Facebook. And so it's, it's so disheartening to wake up and then they're like, your account's been restricted for 24 hours. And we're like, why? And what do we post now? You know, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, this post from two years ago that has nothing to do with anything has been flagged. They flagged like a workbook that had nothing to do with weed for our marketing agency. It was like for the pandemic and it's crazy. What? So <laughs> yeah. censorship. Wow, so you just got on the bad list. Man. You're on the, You're bad on the list. naughty yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> they are like Zuckerberg purging. is not happy. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a thing, you know, and that's something that, um, you know, I think a lot of people have to preach about and and talk about. And I think it's kind of like what we were hoping would change with his administration and kind of uh, maybe have like a softer approach to cannabis. But I don't know. So far, what we've seen is a lot of these tech companies doubling down on censorship. And so really, it kind of lends more credit to people like what you guys are doing is happening to aggregate this information and put it out there in a way where it's not going to be censored or or at least people can consume it. Otherwise, it's really hard to to share information about cannabis. 
Yeah. And I do try to be careful about the way that I present myself and the plant and the information. Like I'm not wearing a bikini, smoking a joint. (laughs) (laughs) Those things somehow don't get flagged. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, I was was talking to a friend the other day. I thought it was so interesting that some of my content got in. I got like, you know, a slap on the wrist from, from Instagram for sharing a story about the FBI changing their hiring policies mm. around cannabis. No, that's right. And I was like, but I, I got that story <laughs> from the FBI. <laughs> so they can tweet about it. That was the main story is that was their chosen form of communicating their new hiring policies <laughs> was through Twitter. Uh-huh. So that's okay there. But when I tell the same story, it's not okay, and it's about the very agency that you think will get you in trouble for sharing <laughs> my content. What are we doing? Yes. Just let me make my fucking post. Right? <laughs> How ironic. That's so funny. They're like, but the FBI is going to get in trouble, and the FBI is like, you can smoke weed and work here, guys. Totally cool. <laughs> like, what? Just don't go on Instagram. Just don't go on Instagram. No smoking weed and gramming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's fun. Well, uh, talking a little bit more about that, a little bit on lines of censorship, we know that, you know, you're an actress and you've been on a couple of shows that people probably know about. What is it like to be a cannabis consumer and to be an actress in Hollywood? Oh my God, it's rough question. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, we're always striving for more work in the entertainment space, but It was a little bit difficult for me when I first came out to California, primarily as an actress, and then started working with Mary Jane. Um, That was the first cannabis media company I partnered up with. And when I was making news stories for them, I was very wary about sharing anything that I was doing, no matter how proud I was and how professional it was. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is so special. I was really careful not to broadcast that to my audiences or to my parents or anyone really for fear of it ruining potential job opportunities for me as an actress. I think that that is still very much relevant. Um, I don't necessarily know what those conversations are about me um, behind closed doors. Like maybe I've lost a job before because they're like, she really looks like a stoner online. Um, but, But there comes a point where you just have to decide like I'd rather be authentic and allow those opportunities to like just having faith that the opportunities that are meant for me will be aligned with how I choose to live my life and um, take the the fear of the what if like what if Disney calls like they haven't so I should probably stop worrying about <laughs> it <laughs> um, but it's definitely it's totally something that I I have considered and thought about and I even get reminded of from from professionals in the industry, like, be careful, Brooke. Um, so, you know, regardless of that, though, I do really try to be like the best role model for a consumer or representative of the plant as possible. And hopefully that will read to the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. But yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think that's how you have to approach it. I mean, anytime you're anywhere. I think the, the modus operandi is be authentic, you know, and I think that's what mm. you got to do. And the other half of this question was, I hate to say it, but do you think we'll see more stoner comedies with Hollywood or do you think they're going to change their approach and, and kind of showcase the more sophisticated side of cannabis consumers? Well, I think cannabis content, like 
that is generated specifically for stoners is a little bit of a miss to me sometimes. I think it's just people smoke weed and it can be incorporated into a character Mm -hmm. or it can be part of a scene. It can be featured in a film, but it doesn't have to be like the centerpiece. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, I guess for people who work in cannabis, for me, cannabis actually is like, you know, a pretty (laughs) uh, (laughs) central part of my (laughs) life. But for the average person, it's just like, it's a part. It's just a part, right? So I don't think we need to keep making such grandiose uh, plots about what we will do to you or, or making it such a big deal. It can just be there. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of what I was wanting to hear from you in a way of like, because that's what I get sick of, you know? And and, 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 that, and that line, you know, I do love a good stoner comedy. You know, one of my favorite actresses is Seth Rogen and he's in cannabis now. And, and Your favorite actress? Actress, you know, my bad. Seth's going to be really mad when he hears <laughs> so that. So inclusive. <laughs> so inclusive, yeah. My bad, Seth. <laughs> I'll make up for it later. That was part of the stoner comedy. Part of the stoner comedy. <laughs> Too much weed. But, you know, watching Seth, though, I really think, and, you know, I'm not, Seth and me are not friends yet. And so it's not like I talked to yeah. Seth, but just watching him, it does seem like he's matured a bit and it's really, he's really taken his brand seriously and he's into pottery now, which is so cool. And it almost is like forced me to kind of grow up too. Cause it's, I've watched Seth Rogan my whole life and see him kind of following his passion and he's being authentic now, just like, you know, you're doing. And I think that inspires me to just think that, you know, there's, there's a different way to showcase this. There is like Seth's life isn't really revolved around weed anymore. It's like, I think it's revolved around his pottery and being uh, a good business, business owner. And, um, I think that's how Hollywood should take it now. And I think that is what's also going to help soften the stigma to get us to federal legalization is just a different viewpoint on cannabis and this more, um, you know, mature consumer that we're all becoming where, you know, it's not so much every day hanging out at a beanbag chair, you know, taping drips off a bong or something. <laughs> it's like, you know, hit our vape pen uh, before we do something or go to a concert and hit a vape pen or something. Or, you know, what are we doing? I, you know, we just hiked a mountain and smoke a joint at the top or something and hike back down. Like health and wellness is a big part of cannabis See? consumption now. And, you know, there's a different way to like go about showcasing, you know, the proverbial stoner, I guess. And I think Hollywood plays a major role in uh, public perception. So... That's kind of what I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Totally. I even watched, I rewatched the movie Wanderlust, if you guys saw that, with oh, Jennifer Aniston a while, and yeah. Paul Rudd. Oh gosh, <laughs> it just there's a rewatch. But, <laughs> but they have a scene about ayahuasca in mm. the movie. Mm. And I was like, can I swear in this podcast? Yeah, yeah. totally. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> never did it. Like, not one writer, not one person who's in this scene, not one person has ever sat with the medicine and you wrote this whole stupid like slapsticky scene that totally misinterprets what this experience is all about this meaningful like relationship with a plant is all about you're just like trying to make a 30 second joke out of it right. where yeah. Jennifer Aniston like pukes and loses her mind but people like my mom love Jennifer Aniston like that's going to be their entry point to understanding like what is this thing and what do people behave like when they're on it so yeah Hollywood has a lot of power in perception of course they do mind control um (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's totally critical that there's just more realistic representation and I think like the archetype the stereotype like as cliche as it is to say like we need to break the stereotypes um 
I just don't think they're relevant anymore. Yeah. I think it's it's lazy and it's lame and yep. it doesn't speak to me. Like I'm not a dude wearing a flat brim hat who's mm-hmm. ripping dabs in his mom's basement. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a beautiful CBD tincture, <laughs> putting it in my green tea. Right. And then it. I'm also smoking joints. <laughs> well, I mean, I was just even thinking about like sex in the city. I don't even really watch that show, but since you brought up Jennifer Aniston, I was thinking like, you know, it's perfectly fine for them all to go have a drink every night after work, have some wine, drink a whole bottle of wine, like whatever it is. But I was just thinking about what you just said. Like if you were on a show similar to that with like your five other girlfriends and you just had your CBD tincture or you guys short, shared a joint after work, you know, it'd be so boring. It, people would be like, what is going it on? Would be, it would be boring. But, yeah. it, but it would be, you know, it would help move everything forward and make it a little bit more <laughs> realistic. Like this is what yeah. normal people are doing nowadays you know we're all not drinking after work like we smoke a joint every day and we're fine Uh, but it's just showing people like that lifestyle I think will help change the perception and Hollywood you know does need to do their part as well and you know maybe people like you actresses like you maybe somebody a producer sees you and they're like oh you know this is something that we can work with and help you know showcase so I think still keep doing you and I mean who knows maybe in five ten years Hollywood's going to be way different and we're going to (laughs) be like I told you so Wow, thanks, Lucy. That was like a pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) We'll download that part and send it to you just so you can listen to it every day. Thank you. Perfect. Before I go to sleep, I'm right when I wake up. You can manifest your next role. (laughs) No, I think think that's a great point to make because... And like you said, Brooke, it is it is kind of boring, you know? And I feel like that's part of, like, the the whole push of stoner culture even today is just, like, they're hanging on to this long-held belief that they, like, so desperately want to be true, but it's false. And then when we all start standing up and we're like, that is not how I consume cannabis, I think everybody's going to start running and and saying, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Maybe. But I think that's also, I know I, I used this word a moment ago, but the idea of, like, being a role model, like, we need more, we need more regular consumers for regular consumers to look at so that they can like realize the different ways that you can consume mm-hmm. like the the myriad of ways that you can have a relationship with this plant and the ways to not abuse it the ways to incorporate health and wellness and a positive relationship and like oh wait i don't need to like it's my first time getting high i'm not gonna like smoke this dirty this dirty bowl and eat cheetos like <laughs> oh i could go for a hike like i didn't even think of that Right. Um, but we need those examples to be out in, in the public. Um, yeah, but of course, yeah. there's like tons of cannabis influencers and amazing people like you guys who are obviously very productive potheads. And so hurrah on you. <laughs> hurrah. <laughs> we try to. <laughs> well, uh, you know, speaking on that and kind of uh, you know changing future stigmas and stuff, we're curious from you because you are pretty heavily involved in, in the news and everything and kind of in the know. And, um, you know, Lucy and I kind of look up to you for just what's going on in the daily, you know. So I feel like you are very much plugged into the industry today. And so tell us, what do you see for tomorrow? You know, what, 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 do we, what should we expect for five to ten years down the road? Like, what is this whole thing going to look like, you think? Well, I... I'm, I'm a <laughs> hopeless <it>. optimist, <laughs> so, so I might not be, you know, the best person to ask for the realistic perspective. But I do genuinely think that this current piece of legislation that uh, Senator Chuck Schumer proposed, the Cannabis Business Administration Act, I believe is what it's called, uh, Sister of the Moore Act and a million others that have come before over the years that have kept me saying, I think it'll be legalized <laughs> next year. <laughs> But 
this in conjunction with Amazon registering as a lobbyist for uh, this legislation, mm-hmm. along with um, who was it that that oh Charles Koch mm-hmm. is also putting money forth towards uh, the, getting this legislation through. So I think there's like a lot of dirty money that's yeah. finally <laughs> invested, <laughs> and that's probably what's going to legalize. So. Yeah. Fuck. So yay for corruption. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah, maybe we'll have some regrets when we look back and we're like, oh, maybe cannabis wasn't best served in the capitalist market. Yeah, we should have kept, um, kept Jeff out of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got his hands in everything. But at the end of the day, I think it's most important. Legalization is most important because there's people in jail. Yep. Uh, whatever happens to an industry whatever happens to me being able to smoke on the streets in New York or not, like all of that starts to become kind of moot. And it's really about letting people free Mm -hmm. who are serving time for a plant and really recognizing the archaicness of the laws that we've been following for so long. And, and um, yeah, just like kind of paying homage to our past and pummeling forward away from whatever the war on drugs was. I like that. No. Imagine if we if we just approach this whole thing simply with that mindset, you know, because I feel like what we see on the news and everything is like the Amazon stuff and the Chuck Schumer bill and all these things. And and simply those who work in it, we all know, like, this should just be legal. You know, what are we doing? Why is it still illegal? And, you know, in all these other places in Kentucky and, you know, and, you know, West Virginia and stuff and like just make it legal. There, Like you just said, there's people sitting in jail. And so we could sit and, and debate what the framework of a legal industry looks like for the next 15, 20 years if we need to. But I, I think you're right. I think we just need to simply do something now to, to stop people getting punished for a plant and get people out of jail who've already been punished for a plant. And then we can start the work and arguing about, you know, if Jeff Bezos can deliver, you know, Amazon can deliver weed to your house in under an hour or not. Like, who gives a shit? But let's get everybody out of jail first. And then we can argue about, you know, what comes next. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Maybe Jeff Bezos will be like the unsung hero of this <laughs> decades-long yeah, movement to legalize. He like makes a decision, and in a few months, all of a sudden, a mountains move. But if that's what it takes, yeah. whatever. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he'll that be freezing true. in space. That's <laughs> right. So. Yeah, we'll have like weed from the moon here soon, courtesy of Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Oh my God. Space rocks will be like a real thing. It won't be just like a, like, or like alien rock candy or something. It won't just be like a straight name. Wow. It'll be like a legit thing. <laughs> you know, weed has gone to space. I, I know oh, that. Much has, yeah. that. Yeah. Just to be studied to see how it grows. Oh, it grows. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, this stuff still grows in space. Damn. <laughs> oh my it's God. It's different though. <laughs> yeah. Elon's like, Jesus, man. Now I get to look forward to that when I colonize Mars. Everybody's going to be growing weed in their basement on Mars too. <laughs> No Could be a thing. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we gotta. We're coming up with too many crazy ideas for Jeff and Elon here. We gotta. We gotta cut it short. <laughs> All right. Well, one final like futuristic question um, along those lines. Like, what do you think the mode of consumption will be in the next five to ten years? Like, are people still gonna be smoking joints or drinking a drink or what do you think? Hmm. Well, I know the cannabis the cannabis beverage industry is just like trying so hard. <laughs> To make everyone want to drink weed. <laughs> it's so funny. That's another thing. It's like, I think oh, everyone who's heavily invested in this sector has never 
smoked weed before, never drank <laughs> weed. Like it's not. Anyways, I, I guess I'm just not like the biggest fan of weed beverages. Uh, <laughs> But I do see them growing in popularity. It's great. It's better than a beer, whatever. But I still like beer. Fuck it. Um, I feel so called out right now because that's like totally us. We're like cannabis beverages. That's the next thing. But we're totally like you because it's, we don't even it's, drink. It's cannabis people beverages. telling us the cannabis beverages are yeah. next. Yeah. And we don't drink them. But like, I don't know. I smoke weed. But, but I guess you're right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I would say I see like and particularly in my communities, maybe that's just because I'm, I'm getting older, uh, but moving away from traditional combustion, even though I still think people are always going to love flour and I will always love flour. I love cannabis. I love THC tinctures. Um, you know, I <laughs> I will smoke to the point of wheezing and I'm like hi I wonder if my body's trying to tell me something so (laughs) if I can better be on that before those moments happen along with you know everyone else just a little less uh, combustion just incorporating some more soothing methodologies into into our tool belt our Mm -hmm. box into our food pyramid I don't know um, I'm a little high right now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. I took my care by design tincture, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, and, and, you know, I think there's always going to be a place for the most potent of products. I see that generally being what people are seeking when they go to dispensaries, the highest THC products, um, dabs and space rocks and <laughs> keef rolled to everything with wax and uh i i see things like that also becoming more and more popular as people find alternatives to being intoxicated through alcohol i think we will find people looking for that same extreme uh with cannabis as a substance and um that i do like fear a little bit no. i think cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome is a really big issue and no one in the industry wants to talk about the fact that really extremely potent products are hurting and harming people and it just needs to be something that we're aware of and try not to push as the norm you know maybe that's the occasional product that people engage with but opening people's eyes to other things besides just smoking and ripping it i like that yeah Yeah. that's great i'm what's your preferred yeah we are joint smokers through and through so we will probably always smoke a joint even with wheezy lungs i have a feeling (laughs) i know (laughs) because i'm right there with you with you though brooke of like i want to do less but the problem is with joints though there's nothing really that replaces the just the quickness Uh, the onset and just the overall experience the joy yeah (laughs) there's nothing that replaces it even like vape pins don't quite do it and honestly the vape Mm -mm. pins these days make me wheeze more than like the weed and so i'm not like whatever if i need to take it to a concert or like on a road trip or something i'll throw in a bag but you know edibles probably i'm a big fan of chocolates just because i'm a fatty after work and like like the gummies (laughs) and just like to indulge sometimes and it's fun I like the, I've been really loving these 2.5 milligram edibles that we've been getting mm. because like five or 10 milligrams kind of knocks me on my ass. So like I've been loving the microdose and I feel like it's great for like new consumers too. Like it's mm. something really great I can introduce to a friend who's doesn't live like in a different state or something that's never tried it before. So I think that's a really good option, especially as new states come online, like to give people microdose options. So they're not on their ass the first time and then they're like, <laughs> I'm out, like <laughs> <Yeah>. too much. <laughs> sure yeah. dip oh, your toe beautiful. in yeah 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 I'm, but i don't have, I have no clue you know we've been around <laughs> since uh i worked in the industry starting in 2015 and so i saw the introduction of like concentrates and so i'll go from like crystalline to 
live resin now and hash and all these things. And honestly, the <laughs> first time. There's honestly too many. There's like, so what many. are all of them? <laughs> yeah, there's like new stuff now. I'm like so out of the loop now. And there's like honeycomb and all these different things and who like all these fancy acronyms. And I'm like, is that a new one today? What is that? And I don't know. So on that note, I have no clue what to expect. In the next five to 10 years, it's like I've seen so much crazy stuff in the last five years that who knows what these guys in New York are going to come up with now just to be cool and different. Like, who knows? <laughs> totally. Oh, have you guys seen this was dead in the water before it even got a chance to become the Internet sensation that it should have been. But there was a company that came out with snortable cannabis. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Well, <laughs> no, there you go. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it was called Canna Bumps. I saw oh, that. Yes. Little vials. <laughs> Honestly, I wish it had made its way to market. That's so funny. That has to That's burn so, so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do not recommend that. Know, no, sounds like, like sounds like the cannabis lean market is taking off though. I will say that might yeah. be the only cannabis beverage that people are really into. Is the lean. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's like I don't think you want weed. I think you want like hydrocodone. I don't think you want weed. I think you want cocaine. Like, yeah. Don't need to exactly. make it something it's it. not. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said when we when I first started and the crystallization comes stuff came out. I'm like is that meth? That looks a lot like meth, guys. And like, that's not a good look for us. And I don't know. I think we've somewhat worked away from like the crystalline stuff to like to people being a little more proper and putting the sauce back in the diamonds and, and smoking it with some mm. flavor. So it's like, okay, we avoided going full crazy drug addict there for a second. So, so I think our prediction is just for us to keep it classy in the next five <laughs> yeah. to ten years and not there really you go. go off. Yeah. I like yeah. That. <laughs> Cool. Uh, all right, Brooke. Well, you were delightful. Thanks so much for being on the show and sharing everything with us. It was really fun. Uh, but we do have one final question. We are the Lit and Lucid podcast. So are you lit or are you lucid? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm towing the line. I'm in the space between. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fizzling out. But <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. That. It's found the balance. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You're awesome. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, totally. you're welcome. Everybody check her out online, um, Brooke Bergstaller, and you can find all of her different pages on her Instagram account. Check her out, follow her. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you being on the show. That's right. I agree. Can't wait to be watching you on TV again soon. So uh, we'll we'll keep an eye out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, love you guys. <laughs> you. All right, you guys, with that, I'm lit. I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you needed a midday boost? Something to keep the brain juices flowing, but not to the point of your head spinning? That was us just a few years ago, trying to balance the demands of life while still trying to be present for the things that bring the passion out of us, like our podcast. Jared and I normally record our podcasts after work and really started to dread them because we'd be burnt out by the time the recording came around. And I'll admit that sometimes we'd even skip the gym just to conserve our energy. Who wants to skip the gym? I don't, I don't like missing the gym, so we had to figure something out. Early last year, we started exploring the world of mushrooms and found a handful of ancient mushrooms really seemed to give us an edge. We spent the remainder of the year optimizing a blend of mushrooms, adaptogens, and CBD to give us the best of both worlds, to be more lit and lucid throughout the day. A little more energy, a little more cognition, and a healthy dose of stress relief. I sure know I can use more energy and focus to get through my day. Our Balance Blend capsules are handcrafted with love right here in Colorado, made with all natural ingredients, vegan and lab certified. 
and each serving contains 33 milligrams of Colorado-grown CBD, and we only use extracted mushrooms from 100% fruiting bodies in our blends, so you know it's the best. Ready to give them a try? Visit www.litlucid.com and use code LIT20 for 20% off your first order. 